Let's turn to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. The book of 2 Kings, chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. 2 Kings, chapter 4, verses 9 and 10 says, And she said unto her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in a thither. Praise God. With the help of the Lord, the message today is entitled, Give the Empty Room to Jesus. Give the Empty Room to Jesus. Praise God. The Shunammite woman is described as a great woman. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 8, the Bible calls her a great woman. But sadly, there are many great individuals in this world who have a little or no interest in the matters of God. But this woman was different. Not only was she considered a great woman in her society, but she was a spiritually perceptive woman. It's a wonderful thing if society calls you great, but it's even more wonderful if you can be a great person with great spiritual insight in Jesus' name. So what we need to first understand is that God always has someone, some individuals, even among the rich and the famous of this world. Do not despise them. Do not scoff at them. Perhaps there is a Shunammite woman among the great people. Great people who will pay attention to the workings of God. Hallelujah. In the book of Psalm chapter 28 and verse 5, the book of Psalm chapter 28 and verse 5, God says, because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands, he shall destroy them and not build them up. Please note carefully that it is a sin not to regard the works of the Lord. It is a sin not to concern oneself with the operations of the hands of God. Praise God. It is not enough to say that I am not an enemy of God. No. God expects us to pay attention to his work, to his operation. And this Shunammite woman paid attention to the operations of God. 
how many other people were there in that street or that village who also noticed that the prophet Elisha would pass by them each and every day. But they either ignored him or felt that this is none of their business. But not the Shunammite woman. Now, what is especially remarkable about this woman is that she was without a child. She was childless. She was childless. She could have been bitter. She could have been selfish. But amazingly, she was able to focus on that which mattered most, the operation of God, the works of God. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Praise God. There are people today who will not regard the works of God unless God first takes care of their need. But not the Shunammite woman. She was childless. You know, when some people, God forbid, are childless, they use it as an excuse to become gossipers. They have a lot of time on their hands, so they go from house to house and they gossip. But not the Shunammite woman. She used the free time that she had because she was childless to observe and perceive the workings of God. Ah, oh, hallelujah. Do you have some free time? Then make a room for Jesus. Give the empty room to Jesus. Make a guest room for Elisha. Hallelujah. Give your free time, your attention, to the workings of the gospel in Jesus' name. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So, you know, the woman said, I may not have a child, so I have some free time. I'm not going to complain. I will make a room for Elisha. The room that was supposed to be for a child that she would have. Since that room was empty, she said, why not give it to God in Jesus' name? Are you with me? Praise God. Are you with me? When you give the empty room to Jesus, you will hear the sound of a child laughing and playing in that room in time to come. Ah, somebody shouted. Hallelujah. Praise God. You say, I don't have a child. I don't have financial blessing. What is your empty room? What is the name of your empty room? Financial problems. I may not have a husband, may not have a child. I, I don't have good health. Let's put all of that in the category empty room. Empty room. Instead of complaining, instead of feeling sad, Give it to Elisha. Give it to Jesus. Give it for the work of God. And soon there will be a child in that room. There will be health in that room. 
There will be blessings in that room. What room you give to God when God will leave that room, you will have your blessing in Jesus' name. Can somebody say, hallelujah, praise God. Yes, hallelujah. I will give the empty room to Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's let us know what to do with the empty room. Praise God. Is there a need that God has not yet met in your life? Give that empty room to Jesus. Amen. The Shunammite woman wanted to bless the man of God because she loved God. She wanted to make the life of Elisha much more comfortable. She noticed that he walked by her house often on his way to do the work of God in Israel. And she decided that she wanted to do whatever she could do to make the life of the man of God more comfortable. Praise God. Praise Jesus. What a noble desire. You know, if a person will look hard, you will. You don't have to even look hard. You will find there is a lot you can do for the kingdom of God. The ministers of God may not tell you, um, I really would appreciate a place to rest here. You have to perceive. You have to make it your business. God will only allow Elisha to pass you by. But you must decide how you will make his life easy, easier for the gospel. May God give us such a curiosity, such a concern. May God remove selfishness. Even though she didn't have a child, she said, what can I do for the kingdom of God? What can I do for the man of God? What can I do for a man who, tra who passes by my house every day on the way to alleviate the problems of the people of God? What a, what a great woman. Truly, she was a great woman. She could have lived a life of sin because she's rich. She has a lot of time. But no, she said, I will make the kingdom of God my business. Hallelujah. Let's turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 25. The book of Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 25. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 25 says, the liberal soul shall be made fat and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. I could have just as well called this message today. He that watereth shall be watered also himself. Do you want to be watered? Do you want showers of blessings in your life? Then you must water others. You must water others, praise God. If you take care of the needs of others in the kingdom of God, God will make sure that you are watered. 
This Shunammite woman gave her room to the kingdom of God. And when the man of God left, there was a child in that room. Praise God. Hallelujah. God will take the empty room and fill it with the laughter of a child. <laughs> what a beautiful sound came from that room. Praise Jesus. Did you know that when the child died later, Elisha took the child to that room and prayed in that room again? Praise God. Because Elijah, Elisha prayed in that room for her to get a child. She watered him when Elisha woke up and he was refreshed. He thought about this woman. When you water the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God will think about you. When you bless the people of God, we will be refreshed and we will think about you. We will pray for you. We will bless you. We will say, Lord, remember this Shunammite woman who gave me this chair and this stool and this bed and all of these comforts and food. Bless her, my God. But if you are selfish, if you let the room be empty, there will be no Elisha to pray for you in that room. Hallelujah. When you bless others, that is the key to your blessing in the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. So, we know what happened to that empty room. In becoming the guest room of Elisha, it became God's guest room. Praise God. Somebody say, God's guest room. She was not giving a room to Elisha. She was giving a room to God. Praise Jesus. When you give someone a glass of water in the name of Jesus, you are giving it to Jesus. When Jesus confronted Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus, he said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Hallelujah. He didn't say, why did you kill Stephen? Why did you persecute Stephen? He said, why did you persecute me? Whatever we do to the people of God, we are doing directly to Jesus. Jesus will reward us. Or Jesus will confront us. Hallelujah. How would you like to have Jesus as your guest, brother, sister? Imagine having God as your guest in your house. This is the same God who said in Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? Praise God. Imagine. What a mighty God we serve. A God who is omnipresent. And he allows us to furnish him with a guest chamber. With an empty room, praise God. Though God has everything, he waits to see if we will provide him a guest chamber, a guest room, so that he can bless us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Elisha prayed in that empty room. 
And soon God revealed the need of the woman. She needed a child. Hallelujah. I don't need to talk about what happened next. We know she miraculously conceived and gave birth to a child, a son. But you see, let's fast forward the story a few years. We must understand that life is a, sadly, it's a roller coaster of blessings and trials. Blessings and trials. And the Bible says in the book of 2 Kings chapter 8 and verse 1, the book of 2 Kings chapter 8 and verse 1, the Bible says, Then spake Elisha unto the woman, whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise, and go thou and thine household, and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord had called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land seven years. So what happens is the child has grown up, the child died, the child was raised back to life through the prayers of Elisha. But now Elisha came to this woman and he told her, there will be a famine in this land. You need to leave the land. Notice that once you give an, a guest chamber, a guest room to God, God will never forget you. Sometimes we tend to think that Elisha only prayed for her. She got a child and then raised a child from the dead. No. Many years later, Elisha came to her. He told the same woman, listen. There's going to be a famine in the land for seven years. And you will not survive if you continue to live here. So I'm telling you by the word of God and by the mercy of God, because you provided an empty room for me, you provided a guest chamber for me, leave the land and come back after seven years. And somebody say, praise the Lord. He is good. His mercy endures forever. Say, his mercy is not only one time, tit for tat, you did this, so I give you back the blessing. No. Once you show one act of kindness in the name of Jesus, Jesus will multiply that sevenfold, a hundredfold. Praise Jesus. There is no better place to invest than the kingdom of God. It provides unending, infinite yields. Year after year, praise God. The returns are immense. Hallelujah. The woman must have been amazed and said, Oh my, who am I? That you, the prophet of Israel, the, the inheritor of the double portion of blessings from Elijah should come to me. Who am I? We don't even know her name. She's just called the Shunammite woman. We even know the name of the other Shunammite, Abishag, the one who, when uh, David was old, kept him warm. I mean, it was nothing great that she, she did. But this Shunammite woman is doing a lot more, but we don't know her name. God, in his mercy, chose to keep her name hidden. But you see, the name is not important. What is important is the deed. Her name is written in the book of God. 
And many years later, Elisha came to her and said, Shunammite woman, God hasn't forgotten the room that you provided for me. I remember the rest. I remember the food. I remember the company. I remember the blessing. God hasn't forgotten you. He has sent me to tell you there will be a famine in the land. Leave this land and save yourself, your husband and your son. Isn't God wonderful? One act of kindness and God will multiply his acts of kindness towards us. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. His mercy endures forever. Let's continue. You see, once you give an empty house or a room or a chamber to God, that room, that house will never be stolen. It will never be destroyed. Give the empty room to Jesus. Give the guest chamber to Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, then what happens? The story doesn't stop there. The blessings keep being multiplied. So the Shunammite woman left the, for the land of the Philistines. She sojourned in the land of the Philistines during the seven-year drought period. After which she returned to reclaim her property. Now, what happened was, apparently, someone else took her property. Someone took that whole house because she was away for seven years. And the woman was not going to get her house back. So she decided to appeal to the king himself. So picture this woman making her way with her child, her husband, tired from the journey, distressed because she lost such a wonderful property, the same property that she took care of the man of God, and she came to the king. Let me tell you what happened. God is always on time. God went ahead of her. The same moment she was making her way to the palace of the king, guess what? The king decided suddenly that he wanted to know about the mighty works that God had done through Elisha the prophet. How about that? <laughs> While the Shunammite woman is just about to enter the palace, Gehazi, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, begins to tell Elisha, uh, the king, about how at one time Elisha stayed in the house of a Shunammite woman. And this woman gave Elisha a room to stay. And because of that, Elisha prayed and she got a child miraculously. And this child died. And Elisha prayed and the child was raised from the dead. You know, while this Gehazi was telling this to the king, guess what? Suddenly this woman walks in and begins to plead for her house. Now you tell me, you, you can't write such a script. It's impossible to orchestrate and coordinate and synchronize everything so perfectly. Hallelujah. Only God can do it. Only God can do it. 
See how God never forgot this woman. So the moment the woman came in and began to talk about her house, it's like Gehazi looked at her and he looked at the king and said, uh, by the way, king, this is the same woman that I was talking about. <laughs> Seven years had gone by. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? This is amazing. The king suddenly wanted to hear what God did through Elisha <laughs> after seven years. And at that same moment, the woman was crying. She was distressed and she was entering the palace. Listen, once you make God's business your business, God will speak to the prophet. He will speak to the king on your behalf. He will speak to everybody. Oh, just one act of kindness for the kingdom of God and see how God never forgot this woman. Let's read what the Bible says about this. 2 Kings chapter 8 and verse 4. Wow, this is amazing. I've read this story many times, but each time it's like, uh, wow. Look at God's providence. Look at his timing. God is always on time. 2 Kings 8 verse 4 says, And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha had done. <laughs> Praise God, amen. Ah, what a wonderful time to decide to know what great things God did through Elisha. And at that same moment, Elisha's servant Gehazi was telling him how about the Shunammite woman. And lo and behold, the Shunammite woman comes in. <laughs> it's like God orchestrated everything. Do you know, even the conversation of the king is guided by the Lord. The conversation of the lawyer is gui guided by the Lord. The conversation, hallelujah, of the ministers, of the government is ordered by the Lord. God will tell people who have power over us what to think about, what to talk about in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. So. This is what? Second, third blessing this woman is getting. The first she got a child. Then the child died. The child was raised up again because, you know, you know, if, if you, sorry to compare to this, but if you buy a new car and within a year the, there's a problem with the car, you go back to the manufacturers and he'll fix it. Now, God gave a son miraculously. So God was showing her this son did not come by accident. When the child died, God healed him. Hallelujah. To let her know, remember, this child's life is a miracle from God. Don't ever think that this happened by accident. It had nothing to do with Elisha. If you thought it was an accident the first time, it cannot be an accident the second time when Elisha prays for the child to raise him from the dead. Are you with me? Sometimes when God gives us great blessings, the devil will come to try to tell you it was an accident. So sometimes God allows it to die so that he will raise it up miraculously. And then you will know, always you will know it is from God. This is not an accident. This is not an accident, praise God, hallelujah. The child is a gift from God, amen. Do you know that your salvation is miraculous, brothers and sisters? It is not some mind games that you know you 
played with yourself. It's not some psychobabble. It's from God. Your salvation is miraculous. God forbid, if it dies, God is able to raise it up again. Because the first birth came from Jesus. And he's able to quicken that baby. Quicken your salvation in Jesus' name. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but Jesus is able. Jesus saved you. He gave you that. He, he made you born again. You became a new person. All, all things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And you say, but I'm dead today. God is able to raise up the dead child in Jesus' name. Say amen with me. Say amen. Praise God. Because this child is from heaven. This child is not of the earth in Jesus' name. All we have is heavenly. It is a miracle in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the Shunammite woman must have been shocked. She realized what? After seven years and now the king is speaking about my, my story, how God healed me. Where did it all begin? Give the empty room to Jesus. Give the guest chamber to Jesus. Make the kingdom business your business. And God will never forget you. Throughout all your trials and tribulations. He will speak to the prophet. He will speak to the king. He will speak to everyone on your behalf. Because God never forgets an act of kindness done in his name. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we shout hallelujah? Amen. Praise God. So, give the empty room to Jesus. You see that, that room that she gave to Jesus could never be stolen, could never be destroyed. Hallelujah. And now, using this story of the Shunammite woman as a, I will use it as a spr springboard. To talk about another, the ultimate story of an unnamed man. Notice these two people are unnamed that I'm talking about today. There was another unnamed man in Jerusalem. Hundreds of years later. Who also gave a guest room. A guest chamber. And this kind he gave it to God manifested in flesh himself. I think you know the story I'm talking about. But we don't preach about this man. We don't talk about him. Let's talk about him today. Luke chapter 22 verses 10 and 11. The gospel of Luke chapter 22 verses 10 and 11. Luke 22 verses 10 and 11 says, and he said unto them, Behold, when you are entered into the city, there shall a man meet you. Somebody say, a man meet you. <laughs> Bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he entered him. And you shall say unto the good man of the house. Somebody say, good man of the house. Good man of the house. People who give a room to Jesus are good people. The good man of the house. The master saith unto thee, Where is the guest chamber 
where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody say guest chamber. Guest chamber. Let's talk about this one. Have you noticed that he also is unnamed? Some of the greatest people in the Bible, the kingdom of God, are unnamed. But let's call him the good man of the house. Notice that this man was carrying a pitcher of water. A pitcher of water. Remember what Solomon said. I, we read it earlier in Proverbs 11 verse 25. He that wat watereth shall be watered also himself. Somebody say amen. It's good to carry some water. This man literally was watering other people. Amen. It's good to serve other people. God will bless you abundantly back. May we always carry water to water others. Amen. Now keep in mind that this was the time of the Passover in Jerusalem. Yeah. So it's the time of the Passover. During the Passover, it was extremely hard to find accommodation in Jerusalem. Because God commanded Israel, and we can read this in the book of Exodus, chapter 23 and verse 17. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 17. Three times in the year, all of thy males shall appear before the Lord God. Three times in the year, all thy males shall appear before the Lord God. I can tell you I've been five times to Israel, to Jerusalem. And I've heard from the guides in Jerusalem that during the great festivals, tabernacles, um, Passover, etc., Jerusalem was bursting at the seams. It was almost impossible to find accommodation. People would throw open the doors of their houses. They would be, every house would be overcrowded. There was a spirit of worship, a spirit of brotherhood and sisterhood like never before. Ah, that must have been a sight to behold. I would have given anything to be in Jerusalem during the Passover. People came to worship. People came with a smile. People loved each other. They, after all, came together to remember how God delivered them in Egypt from 430 years of slavery. What a beautiful scene. What a beautiful, you know, time it was in Jerusalem. So, while all this is wonderful, there was also a problem. Jesus Christ, who is the Lamb of God himself, God manifesting in the flesh, he also needed a room. He needed a place. <laughs> and you know, 
most people who are not interested in Jesus around this time. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the high priests, the Romans, all were looking for him. He was branded a criminal, a blasphemer. They wanted to get rid of him. So Jesus was not as popular as he used to be. This was not the Galilee. This is Jerusalem. But you know what? Even when Jerusalem was crowded, even when most people were hostile towards Jesus, there is always one man. There is always a Shunammite. There is always that unnamed person, hallelujah, who was determined to keep an empty room for the most special guest in Israel, the most special guest of the universe, the God of the Passover himself, Jesus Christ. What an honor. What a privilege to reserve a guest room for God himself. Ah, oh, hallelujah. Wouldn't you be excited if you received a letter from Jesus saying, I will keep the Passover in your house. Please prepare a guest chamber for me. Ah, you know, our job is so simple yet so difficult in the world today. All Jesus asks is that we prepare a room in our hearts for him. He's knocking. Can I come in? Just give me one room. Hallelujah. He will do the rest. He will do the rest. He will bring salvation. He will talk about his flesh then. He will talk about his blood. He will give the Holy Ghost. Do you know that the Holy Ghost was poured out in the same place later? The upper room. All you need to do is give him that room. And Jesus will bring all his blessings. He will show you that he is the one through God. He who has seen me has seen the Father. Hallelujah. You don't need anybody, anyone else after Jesus comes into your house. Praise God. He will show you that he is the word made flesh. Eat my flesh. Drink my blood. This is the new and living way consecrated for us to go to heaven. Praise God. He will give you the revelation. He will expose Judas. He will kick out Satan out of your house in Jesus' name. And he will send the Holy Ghost. All you need to do is give him the chamber. Give him that empty room. Jesus will bring the feast. Jesus will bring the party to your house. Hallelujah. A holy party. A blessed party. <laughs> you know, we always preach about the upper room and all of that. And we forget there was one man. One man. Ah, who provided that room. Ah, I would have given anything to know him. What a blessed man. What a blessed man. He remains in the shadows, but in heaven we will know him. Who is this man? Could it be somebody who Jesus healed? Jesus raised from the dead. Could it be somebody, hallelujah, who was a secret disciple like Nicodemus because he loved the truth? I don't know who the man is, but I know that the man was faithful. This man, like the Shunammite woman said, I perceive this is Jesus. This is God manifested in the flesh. 
This is not a prophet, just a prophet. This is God himself. When nobody else in Jerusalem had a room, Jesus had a room through this man. Ah, don't worry, brothers and sisters. When you look around today, the world is busy with their parties, concerts, and the weekends they're doing all sorts of things. But we open the guest chamber for Jesus. We say, I don't know what the rest of the city is doing, Jesus. But I'm here to welcome you into my guest chamber. Come, Jesus. Rest here, Jesus. Be here, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the empty room to Jesus. Don't worry about your problems. Just let Jesus come in and every problem will leave. Praise God. So, you know, it's like, imagine if Airbnb, Booking.com, or Hotels.com would say, uh, sorry, we do not have any more rooms available because the last room has been reserved on these Passover dates for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, man. That's what we should tell the devil. Excuse me. Uh, there's no room, Satan, because the last room and the whole house, by extension, is reserved for Jesus. Hallelujah. There's no room for you. There's no room for anything else or anyone. It's given to Jesus. Hallelujah. Every other house in Israel ate the Passover lamb. But in this room, the Passover lamb himself was present. What a distinct honor. What a distinct honor. That man was the only man who could say, while others have been preparing a place for their family members, friends, etc., God chose to stay in my house. God chose to stay in my house. Hallelujah. Praise God. How blessed was a man who prepared this guest room for the Lord. All he had to do was prepare the empty room for Jesus. Like I said earlier, Jesus himself would bring the feast of salvation to the empty room. It was in that upper room, that same room, that two of the greatest spiritual events occurred. Jesus revealed that the Passover points to him, that the flesh of that lamb is pointing to the flesh of God, the life-giving flesh and blood of God. Hallelujah. And that this was the same room where the Holy Ghost was poured out. Hallelujah. This was the place where the great prophecy of Joel was fulfilled. In the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And what a beautiful place to begin. That man could say, it all began in my house. It all started in my house. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. It did not happen in the house of Peter in Galilee. We know that Jesus also stayed in the house of Peter. But this unknown man who opened his house for Jesus, it was in his house, in his upper room. Hallelujah. 
where the revelation of the flesh of Jesus came, where the Holy Ghost was poured out to fulfill Joel chapter 2, verse 28. We don't know what great things God will do if you give him a guest chamber. If you open, hallelujah, your house, your door to Jesus, your house will become historic, hallelujah, praise. And it will be written down in the annals of spiritual history. Amen, hallelujah. Oh, may God bless your house in Jesus' name. May your house become the upper room. May your house be the place of rest for Elisha. May your house be the place of blessing. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Matthew 26 and verse 27. Let's read a few scriptures. Though we know about this, uh, we just, I'm reminding you what happened. Where were these words spoken? It was spoken in the house of this unnamed man. Hallelujah in Jerusalem. Matthew 26, verse 26 and 27. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. Now let's turn to the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 13. The book of Acts chapter 1 and verse 13. Acts chapter 1 verse 13 says, And when they were coming, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew and Philip and Thomas and Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon Zelotus and Judas, the brother of James. Wow. This is a hall of fame. The apostolic hall of fame. In other words, this was no ordinary room. There were some unique guests that day in that room provided by this unnamed man, this host. Jesus and his apostles were there. Or Jesus came as the Holy Ghost to fill his apostles. So you see, the blessings of that man did not stop with the first uh, you know, invitation that he gave to Jesus. When God again wanted to visit with, as the Holy Spirit, he chose this man's home again. You know, it was not until we went to Jerusalem that we found out that the church traditionally says that these two places, the upper room, what is called the canticle in Jerusalem, is one and the same place. That was quite amazing to me. So you see, amazing things happen. Once you give your room to Jesus, make room for Jesus. His mercy endures forever. Let's say his mercy endures forever. Remember the Shunammite woman, her blessing did not stop. It kept coming, multiplied, multiplied. The same thing is happening again. That upper room became God's epicenter, ground zero, ground zero. Wouldn't you want your house to be God's ground zero? When God is now planning, when God, hallelujah, it becomes his command and control center. 
Oh, hallelujah. I'm speaking in military terms. Yeah, because we deal with the devil in Jesus' name. He ought to know, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, praise God. May my house and your house become uh, God's command and control center. In Jesus' name, praise God. I'm sure every demon in hell knew this, this place. I'm sure Satan, 24 hours, he had to be briefed. What's happening in that upper room? What is it? What did he say? I want to know every word. What happened? He said there was a sound. What sound? Uh, as of a mighty rushing wind. And then what? And then tongues of fire. Wow, all the demons were afraid. <laughs> what happened then? Fill all of them. Oh my goodness, Satan and demons must have said, we're in trouble. Yes, sir, you're in trouble. That is how the church age began. <laughs> Praise God. You see, that was the most dangerous address for the kingdom of Satan. Satan has no problems with the houses where people are drinking alcohol, take shooting drugs and blaspheming and talking nonsense and watching Hollywood films. Satan say, oh, blessed are those houses for the devil. But there was one address, the address where people make room for Jesus. Those are the dangerous addresses. Where there are prayer meetings. Hallelujah. Where people come together like the house of Rhoda, John Mark's mother, and they pray for Peter to be released. Those are the houses Satan knows everything about. He hates those addresses because that becomes a command and control center of Jesus. I'm speaking to some people. We come to your houses every Friday. I am telling you, I'm not just preaching this, you know, just to tickle someone, but this is the truth. Expect great blessings to come because you opened your house for the gospel. You welcome not us, but Jesus. When you prepared food, when you stressed the bed, when you were carrying your pitcher of water, amen. You may call it Fanta or Coca-Cola today. As long as you are watering the people of God, you are blessing the people of God. Your reward is sure. There will be the sound of laughter, children's laughter. There will be the sound of revelation from your house. This is my flesh, my body. Take ye eat, hallelujah. The Holy Ghost will fall in your house in Jesus' name. Wonderful things will come from your house. I'm telling you recently because of the excessive rains here in Norway, we've uh, experienced uh, record amounts of water, precipitation. And for the first time in six years, even my own uh, basement, I noticed there's water seeping in. And uh, I was disturbed. And I remember I just placed my hands on the wall the wet wall and said, Jesus, I this house is your house. And I pray, hallelujah, it's dedicated to you. It's for your work. Bless this house. I had no idea how much more water would come, what was going to happen. But I'm happy to tell you today, there is no water. It's disappeared from there. God is faithful. Amen. God will bless us. Hallelujah. He will take care. Of that which is dedicated to him. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. 
And even if you may lose something temporarily, he will multiply blessings later in Jesus' name. Whatever the caterpillar will rob or eat, or the canker worm, God will restore all that which was eaten in Jesus' name. Because whoever provides him with a guest room, be sure, hallelujah, mighty blessings will come there, hallelujah. You will know in your house that God is one and that God is manifested in the flesh and that Jesus is that God. And you must repent and be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. And that you will receive the Holy Ghost in that, in that house in Jesus' name. Praise God. You don't know what you are opening your house to when you welcome Jesus. The Shunammite woman had no idea. She really did not expect. She was not opening her house because she's childless. If she wants a child... She's going to go to Elisha and say, excuse me, uh, I need a child, please. Can you pray for me? That, it's that simple. The woman only wanted to be a blessing to Elisha. She was a spiritual woman. I'm not sure her husband was like her because he, he's hardly mentioned. The guy is just a footnote. and he's, he's, he's there. He's the elephant in the room. She is the hero of the story. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Don't worry if you're the only one serving God in your family or you're alone in serving God. God does not dis differentiate between men and women. In his eyes, there is no male, no female, no Greek, no Jew. Hallelujah. Once you are, you believe Jesus is God and you put on Christ through baptism in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God will honor you. Hallelujah. For your burden, for your love for him. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, it appears the Lord truly loved this man who happily prepared his guest room for the Lord. Like I said earlier, perhaps the Lord had blessed this man in some way before this, which may explain his dedication to the Lord. Like the Shunammite woman, he wanted to contribute to the ministry of the Lord in any way he could. If this is our desire, the Lord will come to our empty room. He will send the message ahead. Where is the guest chamber that you have prepared for? Oh, hallelujah. May Jesus send this message to you within this week. Where is the guest chamber that you have prepared for? I hope we all have a guest chamber for Jesus. You will not regret preparing a guest chamber for the Lord. The New Testament began in that guest chamber. That man could boast that the Lord and the apostles were his guests. That the revelation of the origin of the life-saving blood and flesh of the Lord were first shared in his house. And that the prophecy of Joel 2.28 was fulfilled in his house. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out of my spirit. That was first fulfilled in this man's house. Can somebody say hallelujah? Praise Jesus. In conclusion, rather than complain and murmur, the Shunammite woman prepared 
her empty room for Elisha. Elisha then prayed for her need in that room. When we water others for the sake of Christ, they will pray for our needs. Do you know why you should water other people? Because then you will have many people praying for you. I always tell people in my walk with God, I have always felt many people praying for me. I can feel it. It blesses me. And the Lord tells me, are you surprised? If you have been working to bless people all over the world, well, from India to Europe to Nepal to Ivory Coast, those people will be praying for you, Brother Paul. <laughs> Do you know I'm, I have many people praying for me all over the world? When you bless other people, others will pray for you. Hallelujah. I don't have to worry today. Is there anybody praying for me? No. Just encourage the people of God. When I was preparing this message at the end, I began to cry. The Spirit of God hit me because God was reminding me. He said, every time you, all these years, over 25 years almost, I've been preparing messages for Jesus. I, I haven't complained. I, I don't want you to think I'm a, a great saint, but I can tell you one thing. I always tell the Lord, thank you that you consider me faithful. You granted me this mercy to prepare a message for your people. Because, and then while I was saying this, the Lord reminded me, he said, now people all over the world even are listening through this website and this podcast. And you know, as soon as this came in my spirit, I just broke down because I, I forgot about it. I don't go around thinking about these things. But over close to 2,000 downloads from countries like Bahamas, Saudi Arabia, Malaysia, people are downloading and hearing these messages. So the Lord is, was telling me, what you're doing, I will multiply blessings in your life. It's very humbling. I, I just had to go prostrate on the ground and cry and thank him. Sorry to talk about myself, but I'm saying this because I want to provoke you. Do something for the name of Jesus. However small it may be. And you will see. God will multiply your blessings. The Shunammite woman only blessed Elijah. Because he was the closest to the kingdom of God. And look. Later. Gehazi is talking about her to the king. Mm, praise God. Your name will come before the king for what you did for Elisha. So God is so merciful. He takes what we do. Somebody may sometimes say, oh, but it's, you are constrained, Brother Paul, because you don't get free, uh, a lot of free time in the weekend. You're just preparing sermons. No, you don't understand what I'm doing. I'm preparing a guest chamber for Jesus. This is my guest chamber for Jesus. So that people from all over the world will, re will be edified, encouraged. If I can bless somebody's faith, you know what is my greatest uh, blessing? Is when I can help somebody along the way. Put my hand on them, so to speak, and say, Jesus loves you. Be strong now. 
continue on the way to heaven. Hallelujah. Your faith is precious. Jesus will reward you. That's my blessing. May God allow me to live this way till I die. Hallelujah. What other reason is there to live? What other greater blessing do I have than this in my life? What is your guest chamber? What is your empty room, brothers and sisters? You should know it. Otherwise, the devil will take it from you. You will begin to complain and say, ah, I'm tired. Every Saturday, I have to prepare a message. Every Sunday, every Friday. I've no. Thank God that he gave you this privilege. Thank God I can carry my pitcher of water to water somebody for Jesus. Thank God that I can make a chamber for Jesus, for Elisha. Hallelujah. My life will be so adventurous. Such a blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Please go back to that empty room. Put some chairs in it. Put a candle in it, so to speak, like this woman did. Put a bed there for the kingdom of God. And God will bless you abundantly. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me conclude by mentioning one more story, very briefly. You see, there was a woman by the name of Hannah. She needs no introduction. Hannah was a great woman of faith. In that she prepared a guest chamber for God in her own, own womb. Ah, what are you saying? Let me repeat. Hannah prepared a room for God in her own womb. She told God, if you give me a child. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise Jesus. I will bear this child for you. Do you know there are many women who bear money for other women because of money? Surrogate mothers? Hannah was the only woman in the Bible who bore a child for God. Hallelujah. She said, uh, this pregnancy is not for me. This room in my womb is not for me. I will prepare for you this empty room. Her womb was dry. It was empty, but she, she didn't complain. She prayed. She said, Lord, if you will accept this empty room in my womb, whatever you put in there, I will give him to you. Hallelujah. Oh, praise Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless Hannah. Hannah is the only woman who, of her own free will, bore a child for God. God didn't tell her to do it. She said, I will carry nine months for you, my God. If you care to put a child in there. As soon as the child is weaned, that means the child stops drinking milk, I will give him to you. Hannah prepared an empty room in her womb for God. What great faith. What a great woman of God. Every time she vomited, her sufferings were for, my, for her God. Whom she loved so much. All her pain. When she went into labor. She went into labor for God. When she delivered. She delivered for God. 
she gave the child to God. His name was Samuel, Shmuel. Samuel was the only child whose house was not his mother's house, but the temple of God. Ah, can somebody shout amen, hallelujah. Are you with me? In Jesus' name. What an amazing thing. What an amazing thing. Here is a child whose house is not his father's house or mother's house. His house became the temple of God. There was nobody else in the Bible. Do you know there was nobody else in the Bible who lived like this? Normally God does not allow people to live in his temple. It's not allowed. Nobody lives in the house of God. But Samuel was the child of God. He was given to God. He became the son of God. Because this child, hallelujah, became God's property because his mother provided an empty room for God in her womb. So God received this child. He said, this is my child. Hannah's sacrifice was for me. Mm, hallelujah. Give the room to Jesus. Otherwise, it will be of no blessing for you. Praise Jesus. And we know, hallelujah, this little boy who began his life in a guest chamber, the womb of Hannah, he now became one of the greatest prophets of Israel. That's why God did not allow one word of his to fall to the ground. Kings were trembling when he came. Hallelujah. The heavens thundered when he spoke and prayed. Lightning and thunder came. Because this was God's child. This child was not like other children. This child came from that womb. That empty room. That chamber. Guest chamber. Hallelujah. Oh praise God. Whatever we give to God will be a blessing. It will not die. God will raise it up from the dead. The revelation came in the guest room of in the upper room. The Holy Ghost came. When you prepare a room for Jesus, mighty things happen there. Samuel will come out from there. And how did God reward and bless this guest chamber that was Hannah's womb? Well, let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 21. 1 Samuel 2.21 says, And the Lord visited Hannah. Somebody say, the Lord visited Hannah. <laughs> the Lord will visit that empty room, that guest chamber, so that she conceived and bare three sons and two daughters. Oh, hallelujah. And the child Samuel grew up before the Lord. In other words, see, she lost nothing. God put five more children in that room, in that guest chamber. Now he told her, thank you for... That one child, I give you five in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, whatever empty room we give to Jesus, God will visit it. He will bless it. It will be a blessing for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we pray? Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus of Nazareth. 
Hallelujah. We bless you, Jesus. We magnify your holy name. We exalt you. Hallelujah. King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. I magnify your name forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He is worthy. 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 He is. Can we worship him? Can we bless him? Can we adore him? He's a great God, a mighty God, huh? an everlasting God, huh? a merciful God. Hallelujah. We crown you upon our praises, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. The earth is filled with your glory. Hallelujah. Ah, we adore you. 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Blessed be. Holy, 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 is the Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your people who are listening. I pray for each and every one of them in Jesus' name. Give them grace as you gave grace to the Shunammite woman. Give them grace as you gave grace to this man who owned the upper room. Hallelujah. Give grace as you gave to Hannah in the name of Jesus to prepare a guest chamber for you. Jesus, hallelujah. Lord, amen. Make your people, hallelujah, instruments meet for the master's purpose. Hallelujah. Let them abound in good works in Jesus' name for your mighty name's sake. Hallelujah, that they may reap abundantly, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Where is the guest chamber we've prepared for you, Jesus? Oh, hallelujah, we thank you for the years, the many years you've allowed us to prepare a guest chamber for you. But we are not satisfied, Jesus. We have more to do. We have more guest rooms for you, hallelujah. Jesus, 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 let your people abound in every grace, every good work for your name's sake. I bless your people in the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We pray that the empty room prepared for you will never be empty again. Help us to give that empty room to Jesus, the guest room to Jesus. In Jesus' holy name, we pray in Jesus' holy name, we pray. And the church says, amen, amen, hallelujah. 